0: FOREVER! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew.
1: And hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell on tell the, pod.
1: the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, real spooky things you tell us about. And it's a comedy podcast about scary things. Uh, so think of it like um, Oh, Hannibal Burris is charged with returning a skull to a sacred skeleton uh, that is coming to life before his very eyes.
0: Yes, correct.
1: Which that is currently, it's been optioned. I just got a text right now that um, whoever's listening to this optioned it and they like it and I'm a millionaire now.
0: He's EPing it too, which is really fun, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, the skeleton, you mean?
0: Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um oh, this is so good. Andrew, how
1: the hell are you? Oh, good. I am once again coming to you from the my brother-in-law's childhood bedroom, so there will be the ticking of a Mets clock but um that's going to add some texture to the podcast okay that's
0: just a little bit of texture for the pod <laughs> um and how are you anna great. i'm good you know hanging in there um yeah. sitting with ladybird on my bed watching the sun go down oh that's nice this is how i hope to live the rest of my life
1: does ladybird understand sun sundown and sunrise
0: definitely oh good yeah she knows that sundown means you go to bed Sunrise means you go to bed. <laughs> um, she only leaves my bed if I do. That's a good, um, you know, that's
1: a good quality to have.
0: Yeah, I kind uh, of. It's been such a sad um, weekend. I guess this I will know. come out on Wednesday. We we were recording our Monday and Wednesday at the same time, but we didn't talk about Chadwick Boseman. I know.
1: Gosh, it's... that was. I mean, I was talking with a friend, and it really. He was like, he was like Cary Grant but with more importance for the cultural moment you know what i mean truly like just just like such grace and style and strength and like so incredibly charming and it's devastating that we we had to say goodbye to him so early that's just the saddest thing
0: really sad just like one of the yeah the grace is a big part of it and like being an undeniable star and being just seeing someone excel at that level is just always, uh, it's just amazing to watch. And he must've
1: been, I, I just, his episode on SNL is such perfection.
0: Oh, he, it's like, it was the treat of a lifetime to be there when like a beautiful superhero was like in (laughs) his prime. Cause usually it's someone who's like, either on their way up or on their way back down or like in a weird career place, but he yeah. was like, absolutely like skyrocketing. Right. Um, I do, I do have a story, um, that is more of a, a funny story, uh, where I looked pretty, what's it, okay. So Chadwick Boseman is aware of Ladybird. Um, <laughs> oh. And oh. this is because, um, the hosts come around to our offices and meet with us. We talk about what we're writing for them and, He came in and sat on my couch. And in my office couch, I have a pillow that Sudie Green's mother made for me, which is one of my most prized possessions. Yes. It is a, her mom is this amazing quilter among many other skills. And she made this pillow. It's a quilted portrait of Ladybird on the front. And on the back, it's like this beautiful, like faux fur on the other side. And like, it's just, it's the most beautiful gift I've ever received. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) <laughs> um, and I keep it at work to just sort of have her there because um, oh. she is sort of a pillow and he came in and like you want your couch to look nice when like famous people come by <laughs> um, and I like had the ladybird pillow out and he sat down and I didn't realize that it had fallen over and oh. he was sitting there and he was like this is a nice couch I like your pillows and I was like oh yeah that pillow that's my on. Um, that's my dog and he looked at it and instead of the portrait side being up it was the fur side up <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he had his hand on it and like in one of the most subtle like just face comedy moments removed his hand slowly oh. from the pillow and oh. said that's your dog oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. That like is absolutely the high one of my favorite it, it was deeply funny and I felt that, so stupid. Oh,
1: that is to, to have that moment with with Chadwick Boseman is just such a dream.
0: Yeah, Jason was saying that like it, it it's similar to Star Wars where like yeah, it's good when it comes out and people are excited but like We'll see the the fact that this is a legendary performance in, like, 10 years when yeah. those kids are adults and are able to, like, it just will. I mean, it's already, like, clearly enshrined as, like, a massive, like, uniting cultural moment. But, like, for those children when they grow up that, like, it's we don't know how big of a star Chadwick Boseman is right now. Like, he already is a big star and it just, like, is going to keep rising and just um, sending
1: love to his family and everybody who cared about him. And, uh, I just can't thank him enough for what he provided in the time that he had with us. It really is immeasurable.
0: Yes. And it's a fucking terrible year. And for everyone who's good God um, morning right now, our hearts go out to you and, um, try and take care of yourself. Yeah. Um,
1: and so here we are with our silly little podcast to maybe um, give yeah. you some laughs, give you some chills, <laughs> you yeah, know as best we can. Is,
0: if you're looking for a way to cope, might I recommend avoiding feelings altogether?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. boy! Wow! And Take not it everyone. From two comedy writers.
0: Two comedy writers who. Choose not to do hard drugs. Um, you can absolutely dissociate the natural way with ghost stories and scary stories. Um, well, we love you all, and thanks for all of you. Thanks for all for being thanks here.
1: For all of you for being here with us.
0: <laughs> that is a line I wrote for Ad for a sketch that like uh, didn't make sense. That it was a, a pompous child giving a speech. And thank for all for being here. <laughs> <laughs> Was met with a resounding, huh?
1: That reminds no. me of a character Billy Domino uh, created, which is a kid giving a speech about the most important thing being to not to forget to remember Santa. Oh, no. <laughs> and remember to not to forget to remember Santa. <laughs> oh, boy. Good it's work. Getting,
0: it's that time of year.
1: So this whole summer, we've been doing these campfire tales from listeners like you about creepy things that have happened to you. And uh, and hey Anna, it's another one of those days.
0: It's another one of those days. You may be thinking, wait, is it September? I D K. We're here to say it goes. Summer is till Labor Day. Mm-hmm. You know what? And and depending on where you live, summer is just starting.
1: That's true. That's a very good point to our Australian listeners.
0: We've got a lot of hot people listening to us from Australia, <laughs> um, and it's they're about to. Shed their layers.
1: Everybody stand up straight because the Australians are listening.
0: The Australians are listening. They got good ears. (laughs) They're listening. I know.
1: Um, But, Anna, do you have a story that you want to start with or should I?
0: I do. I do want to start with a story from a listener named Cheyenne. She heard they them. Amazing. And this story, the subject line is "South Dakota will spook your whole ass." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do We're ruining love the language. Having having a whole ass spooked is is I think, and I think you contribute it to the podcast, and I really do appreciate it.
0: Oh boy, you know, it's nice to ruin Shakespeare's English. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Anna and Andrew, ma'am, <laughs> when I heard you read a story based in South Dakota. This week or whenever it was, I gasped so loudly and forcefully that not only did I spook my husband's whole ass and my cat's whole ass, but also my own whole ass. God bless. (laughs) That's when I knew I had to write in with my own South Dakota travel ghost story. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but last year I went on a work trip with my mom to rural South Dakota. Um, Now I know what you're thinking. Isn't all of South Dakota rural? Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but in South Dakota, Sioux Falls is the quote big city with over 180,000 people. Meaning, I am considered very worldly and metropolitan, of course. Oh, that's a lot of people when you put it in that. Yeah, that that's sense. not bad at all. Anything less than a million is more than a million.
1: That's true. Look, it up. a million
0: is like what is what is even that? <laughs> um, we were traveling to Faith, South Dakota. Scary name. Uh oh, that's a scary name. Yeah. Uh, which with about 400 people was small even for us. Now I don't know if you've ever stayed at a motel in a town of 400 people where all the other guests were prairie dog hunters. <laughs> God <laughs> what? How could you hunt? God's own hamsters Is that
1: that's a show that's gonna be on Animal Planet and it's gonna make a lot of people upset.
0: It's gonna be 15 minutes long. But the episode it'll be like seven episodes, and the episodes range in length too much. Like the first one is an hour and forty five minutes. The second yeah. one is seventeen minutes. The, the opening one,
1: theme song will be sung by Leanne Rhymes, and it will just yes. be "I'm Prairie Dog Hunters," and then that's it.
0: Yes, we like that. Um, I've never stayed in a motel in a town of four hundred people. Um, especially not with Prairie Dog Hunters. Have you, entered?
1: Um, Chris and I, I think I mentioned this before. Chris and I stayed in a town called Malad when we were driving cross-country. Um, I believe it was in Idaho. And Malad was called Malad because the um, original settlers drank the water there and they all got very sick and most of them died. So it's named for like malady, like, like bad health. Um, and it did not seem oh. to have... It, it had a motel... And a and a gas station with a Burger King, and I think that's all.
0: Oh, have. Malad City. Yes. Yeah, it's got a population of two thousand ninety five people.
1: Wow. Okay. So then I'm
0: a lot more a lot more. Um, uh, Not by a lot. No, that's very small. <laughs> well, this is Malad City. Maybe you're in. I think we were one. in Malad City,
1: but yeah, but four hundred. That is that is a far <laughs> cry from Malad. Yes,
0: it's it says the name being French for sickly great (laughs) everything's good in south dakota everything feels good we love coolest monuments nothing ever bad (laughs) um uh, but let me paint you a picture actually let me paint you two pictures two black and white pictures of little girls that hung over our twin beds in this (gasps) absolutely haunted motel room oh each painting features a young girl, no more than seven years old, but their eyes hold an evil more ancient than mankind. No. Pictures attached so you can witness their haunting stare. Oh, no. Um, Andrew, are you in the email?
1: I'm going to pull it up right now.
0: Okay. Um, Cheyenne has screen capped some Insta stories. Um It's oh, a, a picture no. of Cheyenne. A very cute face, smile, looking absolutely no makeup, makeup look before bedtime. Yeah, with the caption, just chilling with my favorite, definitely not haunted painting. This and then behind them is this child. It's like it. It sort of looks like a mall painting of like a blonde child wearing a big cowboy hat, and she's yes. smiling like Annie a nice stinker.
1: But Anna, what's so bizarre about this is there is a quality of them that is very reminiscent to a, a um, homage book that has come out of to, to the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. And the oh, style yeah. of drawing looks so much like these other ones. I'm going to have to it's look this It's very
0: much non-Steven Gamble, Steven Gamble. Um, <laughs> the other picture, though, I will say is much more distressing. It is... Yeah. I don't, it didn't occur to me that this is a seven year old when I first looked at it. It's a, a woman <laughs> or child or person in a um, sort of fitted nightgown, but wearing an absolutely no whites to the eyes, full on oh. pools, pools of ink, um, smiling like they just murdered their parents, wearing a bonnet. Oh. That's a very big bonnet and it sucks. And it's looking <laughs> down with its hand behind its back. Like it's going to come get you <laughs> no, like it. It doesn't look like, like, like a child you. with full breasts. I will say this is I, wrong. I, I'm trying this is an to orphan figure situation. out whether that's
1: just a fabric thing, but I do fear that I do fear that you're correct.
0: I fear, you know, things are things are different, you know, <laughs> things, um. <laughs> things
1: are different.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, and it's not like you can check into another motel because there's a town of 400 people. No, this oh is kooky. I,
1: I can't stop looking.
0: Oh, please okay. do. I am now. Um, now i have stopped. Uh, despite our efforts to maintain a friendly rapport with these haunting images, I'm convinced these small children laid various curses on us during our stay. <gasps> my mom and I separately both backed our rental car into two different pickup trucks on the same day. Oh, my mom forgot to pack underwear, already a curse, and then accidentally <laughs> bought underwear at least triple her size and convinced herself it was fine. No. <laughs> fine to wear it for the week-long trip. No! Parentheses, it was not fine.
1: You can't. You, you can't, can't do
0: it. I have been there uh, the other direction, too. Yeah, it's so, been like, yes. It's just touching the worst parts of me. It doesn't <laughs> matter. And then... <laughs> It's mostly my,
1: inside than outside at this point, you know? Definitely. It's more
0: good. it's more of a supplement than clothing, <laughs> honestly. Um, oh my god. I've also convinced myself that unwashed underwear were fine when they were not this is me talking. Um, <laughs> listen, this is like, a place for confessions, the, and that's what's fine. What's the difference? It's all <laughs> um Finally, every time we left our room, we were forced into conversations exclusively about prairie dog hunting, something we frankly didn't know existed until that trip. Are we both bad drivers and forgetful and bad at creating boundaries, especially with prairie dog hunters? Perhaps. Prefer to think it was two haunted paintings wishing us ill will. Luckily, after our trip, these spirits seemed to stay in faith. I forgot it was called faith. That's right. Scary. Scary. Um. Let's name this town after something you have to have or we'll kill you. <laughs> what about skin? No, no. Shut yes. up, Cheryl. <laughs> we heard you the first time. Stop repitching skin. <laughs> we we heard you. We don't like the idea and we're being respectful. <laughs> Cheryl. Improv name.
1: <laughs> Very improv name. Um. Uh,
0: I it didn't... It, spirits seemed to stay in faith and did not follow us back home. Still, every time I back up my car or purchase underwear, I think of those paintings and their creepy, creepy little girl eyes. Truly, isn't that the most haunting curse of them all? Thank you for all that you do with the pod. My husband and I adore you. You've both kept me company on many, many trips across South Dakota. Stay safe and stay spooky. Get out, Cheyenne.
1: Cheyenne, this is really fun. Oh, these images.
0: my God. Oh, so I was going to look up. I was like, maybe I'll look up scary girl paintings, but I was like, there are other podcasts for that. So now I'm going to look up prairie dog hunting.
1: I know. Very curious. Um, prairie dog. I mean, I guess they're kind of pests uh, if you have farmland.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's like Andrew and I were listening to a podcast about um, the squirrel right. epidemic in California yes. in 1918 um, during the Spanish flu and World War One, where they just begged people to shoot squirrels and would give money, so maybe it's like that. Because they were eating
1: tens of thousands of pounds of was it oats and wheat?
0: (laughs) All like yeah, their foodstuffs, they were just going in. They said like adjusted for inflation, they were eating like thirty-five million (laughs) dollars. That's right. So crazy.
1: (laughs) Which, you know, I've been to a cheesecake factory. I know that.
0: Oh my God. Okay. So this is South Dakota prairie dog hunting. Um a typical day. Uh, Okay, so Buffalo Butte Ranch offers prairie dog hunting in the surrounding area. All of our hunting is on private property and you will be the only shooters here. (laughs) A typical day includes a hearty breakfast in the main lodge, a chance to sight in your rifles at our gun range if needed, then off to the prairie dog towns in one of our suburbans that will be loaded with your cooler and plenty of lunch and beverages. Okay, this sounds nice. Top of the line shooting benches, shooting bags and plenty of sunscreen. You'll follow our guide to your town where he will help you get all set up and show you the shooting options on that particular property. You'll be left alone to enjoy your shoot and you can stay as long as you want, knowing that there will be a full course dinner for you to return up upon your return to the lodge. Um, <laughs> and the shooter, uh, uh, the amount of rounds is up to you, the prairie dogs and Mother Nature. And that's a picture of a man aiming a rifle at a tiny angel. Oh, prairie dog.
1: This sounds Ugh. this sounds fun to me if I was shooting, like, beanbags instead of prairie dogs, you know? Or, or if I, like, could meet the the family that was like, prairie dogs are ruining our life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine doing that.
0: Oh, God. Okay, so the winner, the Lodge long shot record is now held by a woman, oh? which is exciting. Uh, Missy Gilliland has broke our previous record uh, <laughs> by knocking down a prairie dog at 1,644 yards. Oh, her husband, Jim, was her spotter and also recorded the shot. I really, oh at first God. when you said that, Anna,
1: I heard it as Kristen Gillibrand and I was like, oh my God.
0: Oh, that's opposite. There's, she needs to get it out somewhere. There's so she much fights, we didn't know. Yeah. She fights against guns. Her private life is private life. Cheyenne. Um,
1: wow. These prairie dog hunters.
0: It says, not only is she a great shot, but a wonderful person. We were so glad to have met her and her husband. <laughs> and then they linked to her Facebook page. <laughs>
1: I mean no one no one can say that the prairie dog shooting community isn't really you know uh helping give a leg up to other peoples in the community,
0: oh God, she has two hundred thousand followers oh, she's like a hundred
1: thousand followers uh,
0: she's like a gun girl, yeah, yeah, that
1: feels that feels rough
0: I almost it's a weird day where like people who hunt animals, I'm like, well, that's better than <laughs> if they didn't
1: right I know i I don't know. Ugh. What, One time my brother, John was like, I think I'm going to shoot a turkey for Thanksgiving. And then (sighs) he went out and he was just like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) He Like he like (laughs) did all the gear and he like went out and he was like, this is going to be awful. I don't want to have to do this.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, man, I feel the same way about fishing. I used to go fishing with my dad and I I miss it. And but like anytime I'm like, let's do that. I think like I don't want to pierce the head of an animal that I love. I
1: know that I see. I like the aesthetic of fishing. Like as a kid, (laughs) as a kid, I would like (laughs) make a fishing pole out of like yarn and a stick and like a piece of olive loaf or something. And then I would go out. (laughs) But then if I caught something, I'd be devastated because I was like, Oh, I didn't want it to go this way. You know, like it just was too
0: much. I Um, know. I really just wanted to take home a big bucket full of like bleeding flounder. That was my, (laughs) I wanted a pet. (laughs) um <laughs> anyway anyway
1: well that's a really good great. one um well thank
0: you cheyenne and thank you to um the, the prairie dogs
1: hi everybody tim heidecker here with huge news we have a terrific episode of office hours live prepared for you we had the great stand-up comedian kyle Kanain come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Mdu mokhtar I have a very fun story to close out with today. Um, Good. This is from a gentle listener, Matt Morrow, who sent us the owl dad ghost story. And uh, the subject of this email is ghost dad is an owl update, which always love Uh. to see. Um, I, first of all, I want to say we received so many, um, messages about that episode with that story and how moving and funny it was. And yeah, it's just, I, it's one that I actually read to my family before. Cause I think it's just like such a beautifully told it's, story, Matt.
0: It's a very nice
1: and, and like, yeah, really, really very funny too. And, and moving in earnest and it's all the things we appreciate on the pod. Um, but here we go. Uh, hello friends. Thought you might be interested in something of an update from Al Dad of the pod. <laughs> I know the initial Al Dad tale was a bit heavy, so hopefully this small story is a little funnier. I recently moved into a new house, which, much like my childhood home, is nestled in a very rural setting. Farmland across the street and 2.5 acres of forest right behind the house. As we have established in this podcast, um, Anna and I don't know how much an acre is. It feels like a lot we think
0: either one foot or a mile or the whole earth. Correct. I don't know how much is an acre.
1: <laughs> Almost immediately. I started hearing owls in the woods and it gave me some comfort and feeling like I wasn't alone in the new place. Also, if you're just joining us in this podcast now, um, go back and listen to that first ghost uh, ghost owl dad episode. Cause you don't want to miss it. It's very fun. And it will give some context to the story that we you think you'll you enjoy. Let's return. I'm a pretty voracious reader, so my first online order after moving into the new house was a book. When I got the notification that it had been delivered and it was nowhere to be found, I traced the package online to try to get more info. When I saw delivered to owner, man, in the tracking details, I had the familiar goosebumps of the ghost dad feeling over, uh, come over me. I live alone and still somehow an eerily unspecified man had accepted the delivery. Nothing will get you spooked like a package being intercepted by the ghost of a deceased loved one within the first few weeks of moving into an unfamiliar house. (laughs) Uh, By the time I decided to ask one of the neighbors if they had received it by mistake, I had already pretty much convinced myself my ghost dad had taken the package and spirited it away to the other side. When I walked across to to my new neighbor's house, it was dusk, and he was out in his yard. I introduced myself as his neighbor, and then this stranger says to me, Oh, yes, not long after you moved in, I met your dad and we talked. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Isn't what? this crazy? No. I'd like you to just imagine the way my blood ran cold and my heart rate increased at the sound of those words, hearing them as I did in near darkness from a complete stranger while standing outside of his creepy farmhouse as his horse nickered nearby and a whippoorwill was distantly singing. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Truly
1: the punchline that a good ghost story dreams of having. So needless to say, it was pretty disappointing then when he said, Oh, sorry, your mom, not your dad.
0: <laughs> no, rude.
1: rude neighbor. And I remembered that my mom had spoken to him a few days before when she was, when she was over helping me unpack to add insult to completely non-supernatural injury. He also did have my package, and it was not any kind of spectral nether realm or astral plane. So oh. <laughs> I will say I really appreciate this new trope of um, the neighbor with creepy information that then realizes they're completely wrong. You know? I know
0: it's the shortest ghost story.
1: Oh, you live in that house where the bad thing happened. Oh no, sorry, that's two houses sorry. over. You, the one. Sorry, you, I meant.
0: Yeah, I meant good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, your, your house Um, Evangeline Lilly lived in. It's like, oh.
0: Isn't that weird? Yeah, her mom grew up <laughs> nearby, so she bought it.
1: So there you have it. What seemed to be shocking evidence of ghostly activity corroborated by a completely neutral third party and the United States Postal Service was dashed in an instant. It went from the sixth sense to Scooby-Doo before my eyes. Take care, stay safe and healthy, and may Owl Dad be with you, Matt.
0: <laughs> matt thank you matt matt always oh love getting these
1: updates um and yeah this this story is a real
0: delight <laughs> i met your father i connected with him <laughs> oh wait, sorry no. <laughs> it was your mom and she was shouting <laughs> while wearing sunglasses and holding an iced tea and a big key ring
1: <laughs> oh wow um oh these were both very fun
0: Really good.
1: We love we love having rural listeners. The stories are just much more interesting than um than city folk like us.
0: Yeah, this is a safe way for city folk like us to visit rural areas during COVID.
1: <laughs> that's true, that's true. Without <laughs> is- without risk of infecting a whole tiny town and just destroying mm-hmm. everyone's lives.
0: Just going for groceries every day, twice a day.
1: Anna, you know what we haven't done in a long time?
0: What's that?
1: Scary ideas for things that could happen.
0: And the time starts
1: now. Uh, Do you want to
0: go first, or should I? Um, you go first. Okay. You're gonna buy
1: a new hat for the fall. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was just it? (laughs) That's just the end.
0: That could happen. That could happen.
1: No, you're going to buy a new hat for the fall, and you look online for specifically hat stores and you find a little place that's just called Gerard's Hats. You go inside and you notice that all the hats on display are like very specifically like career-centered hats. Like um, there's like a yellow cabbie hat and there's like a tall French chef's cap and um, and there's even, like, a little kind of circus clown hat, too. And you're just like, this is so weird. I just want, like, a normal hat. But a, uh, uh, an attendant comes out from a smoky back room and says, I have just the hat for you. And they disappear back into the room. And they come out. And it's a hat that is, like, way too small. It's, like, four inches wide. It's not even a fascinator. And they place it on top of your head. And as you walk to the mirror to see what you look like, you realize that actually the hat fits a lot bigger and looser than you had imagined. And by the time you get to the mirror, it's practically enveloping your whole head. Huh. And when you look in the mirror, you see that you have shrunk to the size that would fit the hat that, that could, could happen. happen
0: and that's your career that's
1: that's it's, being an actor everybody
0: just <laughs> oh my god the amount of times i've been asked to shrink to fit my costume thats <laughs> that was my whole 20s doing background on period dramas that's right oh, pan boy. am right Pan Am, I oh, that's a whole. I had a oh boy, Wolf of Wall Street story that I will not. <laughs> oh gosh, will never share because it's bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just a cool movie to be a part of. Um, yeah. it was great. So oh, scary hat hat stores are are all haunted. I would yeah. venture to say uh, you
1: can't when you go into or uh, hat or hat people haberdashers or is, is that no haberdash Hatter-dash. haberdash haberdash
0: uh, haberdash Milner. Milner. Milner,
1: that's it. That's it,
0: yes, okay, great. I have one. You're looking around your new apartment where you're moving in and there it's like a big old house, and there's like five people that live there. everyone's chill. It's like you know most people are vegan, but you know if you have meat there, they'll eat like good meat, you know, like if it come if it's like every so often they'll have like a burger from a cow that died with dignity, but it's like it's like a good it's like a good house. Um and they're not they're not weird about anything. And they're showing you around and your room is like weirdly the biggest room in the house. Um even though you know you're paying less rent than everyone else. Um and it has its own bathroom. And you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And you anytime you ask one of the roommates like, wait, why why do I pay less? They sort of smile and shrug and kind of keep you know playing their uke or whatever it is that they're doing okay now I hate these people but (laughs) um (laughs) you know no one really talks about it and um at night you go and take a shower and next to the shower is a window and you notice when you look out the window this really cute apartment building across the way that's like the sun's kind of down but you see that it's like old style and there's like beautiful trees around it and like a big front lawn and you see two little children playing in the front yard and the kids are wearing like nightgowns. Like kids of all genders are just wearing the same like beautiful dress nightgown. You're like, that's weird. Um and you wake up, you don't think anything about it, you're tired from moving. You go to bed, you wake up, in the morning you go in the bathroom and you're washing your face and you look out the window and you see across the street is a huge glass skyscraper building. Huh? It's like one of those brand new shitty apartments where like people with bad jobs live, like just boring <laughs> people live. And you're like, what's going on? And you realize that that one window shows you the past. And that,
1: that, could, that could happen. That could happen. Anna, that was a very uh, layered one.
0: It was layered. That I was good. Lost.
1: Do you write for Lovecraft Country?
0: I absolutely do. Wow. Oh. All of my episodes are not on TV. They are simply <laughs> in my notebook.
1: But I write for it. That's true. Everyone should watch Lovecraft Country, by the way. <sighs> everyone, This
0: has been SpawnCon for Lovecraft Country, sponsored by us loving it.
1: <laughs> exactly. We oh. paid for the ads ourselves just because we wanted to tell you how much we love it.
0: I know. Um, we were like, give us a show about nerdy things with the people, the absolute hottest people you can find. Oh, my God.
1: is. <laughs> so
0: unreasonably hot. I can't
1: get over it i just to me it's like one of those things where i am like if i worked from the moment i was a baby to look that hot i couldn't be this hot
0: never it's the jeff bezos of hotness you'd never catch up if they donated even one percent of their hotness (laughs) they would still be so
1: hot oh my god um, oh, gosh. Well, Anna, this was a really fun one. <clears throat> Matt and Cheyenne, thank you for sending in your stories today. We truly delighted in them.
0: We delighted in them. And uh, all of you out there, please keep taking care of yourself. Drink some water. Drink some water. Text a friend. Um, you know, do what you got to do. Take your meds. Um, try not to get hit by bus.
1: And one thing we'd find super helpful is if you would just get, get out.
0: out